Welcome to the Mission Driven Mom podcast. This podcast is for moms just like you who want to learn how to glorify God through finding and embracing true principles, discovering and developing your greatest gifts, and using them to serve your family and community. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Audrey Rinlisbacher author of The Mission Driven Life and founder of The Mission Driven Mom. I'm so excited that you've decided to join me today. If you are not on our email list, I'm gonna encourage you to go opt in at themissiondrivenmom.com because we have some, some sales and some early birds for our celebration event and some other, you know, some places where I'm gonna be that you could meet up with me. And I would just, love to have you be in the loop on everything that's going on because I don't always have the chance to say it here in the podcast. So head on over there and opt in for that. We also have some some mini workbooks and little trainings that you can get if you're a mom and there's some areas where you're struggling. That's also an option or you can get a free chapter of I think it's chapter one or maybe it's chapter two of my book. You can opt in for free on the book page. So lots of cool things you can opt in for, but really mostly be on that email list so that we can stay in contact with you. Years ago, I got really interested in the civil rights movement and Martin Luther King Jr. And I read a bunch of his writings okay, not a bunch, some of them, and learned about him. I actually also learned about Malcolm X and just kind of both sides of that movement and read Malcolm X's autobiography and things like that. It was really a fascinating experience. And as part of that study, I found a book called A Way Out of No Way. And it was written by a man named Andrew Young, who was kind of Martin Luther King Jr.'s kind of right-hand man. And I just wanted to tell you a little bit about him because it speaks to this idea of being stuck in a hero's journey or not being stuck in a hero's journey and what that looks like and why that matters to us as moms. So he grew up in a a good home. His dad was a dentist and really wanted him to be a dentist. And he went away to school and came home and told his dad, I don't wanna be a dentist. In fact, I wanna go to theological school. And his dad was like, well, either, you know, pastors are either crooks or they're broke. And I don't want you to be either. So I'm not going to support you. (laughs) Sad, huh? And so he just kind of went off on his own and studied hard and earned a scholarship and just kind of made his own way. I mean, his dad was a good guy, but like didn't want to financially support that. So he goes on to get involved with different things. I think he became a pastor and then he had different types of work that he did. Anyway, he married and about, I don't know, when would this have been? Maybe in the 50s, I guess. They wanted to do voter registration for the black community. So he was involved in that and he was going around encouraging them to get registered to vote and to vote. And I can't remember where he was. I don't have a ton of notes on all the details, but basically the Ku Klux Klan came into town and they were of course trying to, it was just awful. They were just trying to intimidate all these 
um, all these members of the community that were wanting to vote. And they didn't, I don't think they necessarily did anything really violent, but like, of course, they were trying to intimidate and, and all that kind of stuff. And so he went to the city to try to get something done. And I can't remember how that whole thing panned out, but he was able to get them to leave the city or, or to make a difference there. And so then he kind of started being seen as a leader and he was invited to go out and do this other places. In the meantime, in the middle of this whole experience with the Ku Klux Klan, he went home one day and he made a comment to his wife that he just felt like some of these people just weren't even worth living. Like he would just love to, you know, I don't know, gun them down or do them harm or whatever, said something kind of violent about these Ku Klux Klaners, which of course is totally understandable that he would feel that way. But then his wife said something that changed his life forever. And I want to pause right there and start taking you back through kind of the theme of this podcast of being stuck in your hero's journey. Many of you would have already heard of the Hero of a Thousand Faces and heard of Joseph Campbell and his work in reading, you know, mythology from all around the world, thousands and thousands of different types of stories and found this cycle that heroes always go through. And in the stories that are told, they usually go through this cycle physically, but we go through this cycle intellectually and emotionally regularly if we choose to be on the hero's journey. And it reflects, you know, kind of goes hand in hand with with the idea of being mission driven. And some of the things that stop you on your mission are the same things that stop you when you're on a hero's journey. This idea of that we are uh, meaning-based beings, that we have to have meaning and purpose in order to survive, you know, in any way. And we thrive best when we have strong purpose that's outside of ourselves. And the hero's journey is really the catalyst for that purpose. We're stuck in status quo somewhere and we're dissatisfied, we're complacent, or we're really aching for change. You know, the, the range at which what status quo is looking like for you can, can vary according to Joseph Campbell, but that's where we all begin the hero's journey. And then there's some kind of call to adventure. Now, it's interesting because so often that, that word adventure is used loosely in the stories that we tell, you know, these pieces of mythology or fiction that we write or whatever, or movies that we see. It's usually a physical adventure and you're being asked to, to go off and, and do something new that you've never done before. And of course, this idea that we need meaning, the, one of the ways that we build meaning into our lives is by telling ourselves, not just engaging in stories outside of ourselves, but making a story of our own lives. And so this story of who we are is always growing and, and developing. Sometimes we are tempted to rewrite our story based on our current frame of reference. And that can sometimes cause us to lie to ourselves or not see things clearly that we should be seeing clearly. That's kind of beside the point. But point being, we make stories out of our own lives. And so we want to be the hero of our own story. We want to take these experiences that we see out there of other people 
being in status quo and having a call to adventure and then conquering and becoming a hero in this journey is how you become a hero. And so if we want to be the heroes of our own stories, understanding this hero's journey is really, really helpful. And again, like I was saying, it goes a little bit hand in glove with what we do at the Mission Driven Mom, because when you interact with us, you're in status quo. Maybe you're dissatisfied as a mom. Maybe you're feeling lost in motherhood. Maybe you're wanting a sense of greater personal purpose. Maybe, you know, your children have left home and you're an empty nester and and need something for yourself. Maybe you just want to grow as a person. Maybe you want to understand principles and life mission better. There's a number of reasons why you might find us and you might latch on to what we're doing here. Maybe it nurtures your faith. Maybe you feel you're a better person in some way. I would hope those are some of the outcomes. And so you're in status quo and you meet us. You know, you come across something like the Mission Driven Mom that's inviting you to change. I I loved this phrase that I ran across in some of the research that I was doing for this podcast because one of the one of the videos that I was watching called it the adventure of self-discovery. I love that. Of course, anyone who's interacted in our programs knows that a third of level one of the of our academy is self-discovery activities. That's a huge chunk of what we do. And this adventure, this call to adventure, sometimes it doesn't feel like an adventure at all. Sometimes it just feels like something really hard to slosh through. <laughs> so, you know, the adventure of self-discovery of who we can be is really that hero's journey. And that's what that's what living a mission-driven life really has most in common with the hero's journey is it's about this adventure of self-discovery, of finding out what you could be, who you could be, what you could do, who you could become. And so the here was Andrew Young, a young married husband, maybe a kid or two, I'm not sure, definitely a really good guy who is rightfully upset at the clear injustice in the world, who wants to empower his people, and who's feeling resistance from others who don't want him to have the freedom that he deserves to have as a human being. And so rightfully, he's really upset about this. And so he he's in status quo, you know, things are going along as they go along. And he has this normal human reaction to the situation. And he shares that with his wife. And this is what she says to him. And I'm framing it this way because I want you to understand that that call to adventure, I'm calling it the call to the adventure of self-discovery because that is what it really is. We're here to increase our capacity. We're here to discover what we could be and who we could be. We're here to make the most of the human ability that we've been given. It kind of goes back to, we use the word talent today. Talent was actually a piece of money in Jesus's time. And the parable that he told where three men, three individuals were given talents. They were given actually an amount of money. We use that today to talk about gifts that we hold, that we were born with and or that we develop in life. We call them talents because we didn't earn them. They were given to us. And it's our responsibility to do something with them. And at the end of the parable, of course, the the owner, the investor, you know, he's investing in these people. He's saying, I'm going to go away, but here's some money. See what you can do with it. That's really so much about what life is. We're here. We've been born. We've been given some gifts. We've been given some challenges. 
and and it's our responsibility it's our opportunity to look at what that is and ask ourselves okay so what are we going to make of it you know and our gifts vary and our opportunities vary so sometimes we take you know we double our talents you know sometimes we we get a lot and and then we double them and sometimes we get less and then we double them and and the investor didn't care he just wanted increase and and the two that increased the talents they were given were seen as good and profitable servants and the one that buried their talent that acted on the fear and doubt that didn't want growth didn't want to take risks didn't want to change didn't want the adventure of self-discovery he didn't grow nothing nothing became of him and the talent that he was given so when andrew young says this to his wife this is her response she said andrew if you ever forget that under that sheet she's talking about the sheets that the ku klux klaners wear under that sheet is a child of god you need to quit preaching now that was of his own confession that was a huge turning point in andrew young's life because his wife was calling him to adventure his wife was asking him to change his wife was asking him to see the world in a different way and to live out his values and to develop his talents to a level he had not done before and at first he was resistant and he didn't want <laughs> to do that <laughs> but she changed his frame of reference and because of her he became devoted to the nonviolent approach to race relations and so he goes on to keep helping with the voter registration and trying to beat the KKK without violence and he goes to help with voter registration in other areas and eventually he's led to Martin Luther King Jr and he gets the aid that he needs because what happens what's the third point on the hero's journey it's to refuse the call so his wife says this to him and he can't stomach it but over time he realizes she's calling him to the higher road she's calling him to change and be different and he embraces that and then when you do at first you refuse the call and when you finally accept it a, a mentor or a, some kind of assistance always shows up so the rest of the story about andrew young is really fascinating because he partners with martin luther king jr and they start holding these classes and you can read all about this it's actually quite beautiful everyone that wanted to work with martin luther king had to go through um a kind of he called it kind of a inner cleansing process they had to be vetted and they had to be trained because he was asking them to be different they first had to rid themselves of all resentments and anger and then they had to be willing to accept the call to manage confrontational situations in a non-violent format and he asked them over and over again you know can you take beatings and not fight back can you accept the consequences of your actions and of course he went to to jail with his people multiple times because they fought an unjust law and they fought it with non-violence they fought it through pricking the consciences of those who were disobeying the natural laws and eventually the nation had to change because they brought the they they brought those unjust laws to the forefront until they could no longer be ignored 
So he helps Martin Luther King. Of course, the next, you know, this departure is the next step on the hero's journey. He leaves behind, you know, his family moves. They go to a new place. They are in a new world. They step into the special world of fighting for the rights of, of men and women all over the nation. And it wasn't his ordinary world that he was used to anymore. He was on stage and he was in jail and he was marching and he was teaching and he was doing things he'd never done before. And it was forcing him to grow and to change and to be better and to look at the world in new ways and to, to really, in a very literal way, risk his life for what he said he believed. And of course, many trials accompanied that work. And he went through all those trials and had you know, many, many crises until they finally succeeded. And then eventually they gained that treasure, which were the national laws that changed the face of, of how, you know, the voting was done, the, the civil rights laws. And they won the victory. They gained the treasure. They opened the box and the gold was there. And, and then it all culminated with, with the assassination of Martin Luther King. And so then he went back to his ordinary world, to the world that he was used to of being a father and a husband and a pastor. But he was, he was a new man. He had been reborn. He had gone through this hero's journey and become a totally different person. Now, from the standpoint of what we do at the Mission Driven Mom, he had also been a very mission-driven man. He had loved God. He had loved himself. He had loved truth and stuck by truth. And he had loved humanity enough to fight what was unjust in humane and loving ways and risked his life to do it and heard the call and said no and then answered the call and went and, and partnered with Martin Luther King Jr. and literally changed the world and was reborn. You know, this idea of outgrowing your old life, of, of resolving, you know, what happened before. So he goes through this hero cycle and he returns, you know, Martin Luther King dies and he's returned back to status quo, but now it's a new status quo. He's a new man. He's different. He has lots of contacts. He has a, a world stage that he's been on. He's met with some of the most important people. He, you know, he has just changed. He's risked everything and he's much full more, you know, he's much closer to God and he's much closer to truth and he's seen as a beacon and a leader. So he's a different man. One of the last conversations he had with Martin Luther King Jr. before he was assassinated was about politics and that that was the next step. That what they needed was black individuals to run for offices and to help at local levels to support the people in being able to live out the civil rights laws that they'd gotten passed at a national level. So the next call to adventure comes when he's asked to run for office they want him to run for Congress. And he says, no, it's interesting to me that on the hero's journey, the refusal of the call is actually part of the steps because as I'm reading about Andrew Young and I'm thinking about some of the mission driven stories that I've told that refusal of the call happens all the time. He said, no, you know, I don't want to run for Congress. That isn't something I want to do. And then finally he got over it. He realized that he needed to do it. He answered the call and assistant ca assistance came. Henry Belafonte showed up, helped give him the support and the assistance that he needed. 
So then he wins and he goes to Congress and he has the trials and he has the crisis and he gains the treasure. He wins the seat and he puts better laws in place and he's a support and he meets higher people. And, um, and then he returns, you know, then that's over. He returns, you know, he kind of back to his ordinary life, but again, resurrected a new man. And then Jimmy Carter asks him to become an ambassador. And again, he refuses the call. And then again, he answers and he gets the support. And then after he's the uh, uh, international ambassador, then he comes back home and then he's got kids going off to college and he, he hasn't made a lot of money, you know, working in the civil rights movement, working as a congressman, working as an ambassador. I mean, it was okay, but now he's got these kids going off to college and getting married and he's got to pay for stuff and everyone's begging him to be mayor. Another call to adventure comes and he says no again. And he actually he tells this really incredible story about a woman named Susie Labore who showed up because he was like, no, it's not enough money. Like I can't help my kids through college. I can't do the things I need to do financially. If I'm the mayor, it will take all my time and it doesn't pay hardly anything. And if you heard my podcast last year with my sister, who's mayor now, she's in a really small town, but she makes almost nothing. Like I'm sure in bigger cities you make more, but uh, not a lot of money in that. And, and again, he says no. And this Susie woman shows up and she reprimands him. I, I think she's just like a normal, just like an average citizen. Like, I don't think she's any, any kind of position of authority, but she just really puts him in his place and says, you know, how dare you work with Martin Luther King and, and, and do the marches and tell us all that this is what we needed to do and then refuse the call when it comes. And he took that rebuke and he answered the call again. So I want to just talk to you about you for just a minute, about the calls that you hear, the adventure of self-discovery. You know, what does your status quo look like? Where are you at in life right now? Have you had, have you felt a call to adventure, a call to change, to grow, to face your fears, to overcome persistent problems? Did you refuse? Most people do. <laughs> Most people do and they don't accept the call. And the hero's journey never gets started because they never step over that threshold. You know, my husband has been helping me. He's helped me in other projects that I've done over the years. And he's been a huge help in, in, in the Mission Driven Mom. In the back end, you know, editing videos and helping with web stuff and getting tech people to help and letting me bounce ideas off of him. And he, he works on a project out of town and he's been in construction all his life and he's kind of at a point where we're comfortable. He doesn't have to do more. His work doesn't take him a lot of time. And I don't know exactly all the things that changed in him, but when the new year came, he'd been thinking actually a lot and praying a lot about what was next for him. And he actually, we actually had this really kind of transformative conversation where he had some really important realizations about himself. And he finally just said, you know, I've been hearing the call to really take on a more active owner type role in MDM with you. And I just haven't been willing to answer that call. I've been saying no. No, I've never done that before. No, I'm not really good as a business owner. No, there's no place for a man in a women's organization. Saying no, saying no, saying no. And when he finally just said, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to. I'm just going to figure it out. I don't know how I'm going to figure it out, but I'm just going to figure it out. 
And I cannot tell you all the assistants that showed up in like the next two weeks, just literally dumped in our lap. It's like this fire hose of information that we cannot get through quickly enough. And we've realized all kinds of amazing things. I mean, we've grown predominantly because of, you know, the podcast, which grows and the email list, which grows, but we haven't done, I mean, really all we do is a podcast and send emails. We haven't done hardly any other marketing. I speak when I'm asked, but we don't, you know, it hasn't really been the robust business that it really could be because I'm on the front end trying to be the visionary and the creator and the mentor and on the back end trying to run the business part of things. And it's just really an impossible task. Like I haven't been succeeding nearly to the level at which we could succeed. And this message is really critical and it needs to get out. And he's been feeling that call, but it's just amazing how we're realizing, okay, the messaging can be better. And um, these are the most important marketing things. And we found this whole business system and we've been digesting multiple books quickly. And we found a really the perfect business coach for us and a program that's a year long. And it included courses that we needed and training that we needed. And, and you know, it's just that moment, like at the Mission Driven Mom, where we talk about those foundational laws, he's been living them. He, he you know, if, if you know very much about him and about our story, you know that he overcame a, a longstanding pornography addiction that stretched back into childhood. And we put our finances in order in our marriage and we built relationships with our kids. And we, you know, we just had to figure a lot of stuff out by living principles because they bring those permanent solutions that you need for success and happiness. Just like, you know, Covey and all the greats talk about. So he's done that work and the call was coming and he just was kind of refusing it. And now he can step into that place and the assistance always comes. I've seen it over and over and over again. People show up that I didn't realize I needed and opportunities, courses, just all kinds of stuff that is there to help us to do the work that we're being called to do. In fact, I had a woman contact me just uh, a day or two ago who heard a recording of of a speech I gave recently. And she said, you know, I've been hearing the call to do the MDM Academy for almost three years now, which must have been since we launched because we only launched the Academy two and a half years ago. (laughs) So she must have found us early on. And she just said, I've been hearing the call and I've just been refusing the call. And she used that, that term, you know, I've been prompted. God's been telling me you need to do this program. And she just said, I have allowed my doubts and fears to get in the way. And I just felt really strongly when I heard that presentation from you, God telling me what you need is here. Just start now. And she said to me, I'm pushing through and going for it. And that's what you have to do. And then the assistance shows up. You cannot move forward on the hero's journey unless you understand that you are being called to an adventure of self-discovery. And you know what? Some women have hesitated in getting involved in our academy or they've paused partway through the academy because they heard the call to adventure, to that that adventure of self-discovery and they crossed the threshold and they purchased the academy and they got started and then the trials started. You know, the trials of realizing that you know, maybe there's a lot of content here and it feels hard to get through it all. Or maybe there's not a lot of results right up front. And so you're not sure if it's going to work for you, even though you can see that it's worked for other people or for your friends, or you just, 
you know, feel overwhelmed by it or, or it's really, you know, you've just realized something about yourself that isn't your favorite and it's hard to accept. But we've modeled the academy in such a way so that you have some moments where you really get to rejuvenate yourself and care for yourself. And then you have this section where you learn something, a self-management skill that you may not be stellar at, that you need to implement. And then you get to take a test in the self-discovery section and learn something else that's really unique and phenomenal about you. So that there's this ongoing nurturing and you are loving yourself well along the journey of needing to change yourself as well. And I can tell you the women that push all the way through and that finish that level one, they're just, they're never the same because there's so much, you know, just the content that for the last 20 years I've been cataloging and gathering and teaching and practicing and trying my best to live. You know, we, we are like any growing thing going to experience resistance and pain and trials and tests. You know, think about a flower and how it has to burst out of its seed and it has to push against the soil and it has to spring up into above earth and it has to pull down roots. And it's always, you know, it's always pushing, experience resistance and, and struggling against hard things. And that's what makes it strong. You know, and then here it grows, this little sprout, and then there's rains and storms and winds and and animals. And it has to, the only way that it grows is by pushing through that resistance. And that's how we've been fashioned. That's what we're meant to do. And so it's important to do the stress and rest. We talk about this in the academy a lot. We grow, we gain capacity, we become more than we are by accepting or even choosing stress and then doing appropriate rest and you stress and then you rest that's how our muscles grow right we they're actually we actually tear them we actually push them beyond their current level of capacity and tear them and then they rest and they grow bigger and stronger now why do we do it why do we <laughs> why do we bother to push and to grow well, part of partly because that's what we were made to do Partly because that's what makes life worth living. Partly because that's the only way we're really going to know ourselves. If we just keep doing the same things today and tomorrow and next year and the next year that we do now, we'll never know if we could do more and be more. But a big part of the reason that we do it is for that big reward. You know, all these stories, what do they have at the end? They have the dragon guarding the pile of gold and jewels. It's that reward You know, that big payoff and that big payoff is so often who we have become. You know, the lives that we're affecting, the people that we're blessing, the things that we could do now that we couldn't do before. You know, there's a story Oprah tells about all the years of being so overweight and then finally living principles and losing the weight permanently and running a marathon And she was never the same after that because she knew what she could do. She knew that she wasn't a victim to her poor eating habits and to her body, that she could conquer herself. And there's just such an exhilaration that comes in knowing who you really are and knowing what you really can do and then doing it again and doing it again and doing it again like Law 7 talks about. So I just want you to kind of look inside. Have you had a call to adventure recently? 
have you, if you're one of our students and you're in the academy, have you allowed your hero's journey to come to a stop because those trials and tests were, were becoming really difficult and you couldn't see that that reward that you were seeking was really there waiting for you to gain? You know, one of the very last elements on this hero's journey is what they call resurrection. You have a new life. You're a new person. You never see the world the same way that you did before. Our secretary, Stephanie, has been with us for almost a year, and we gave her access to the academy when she started, but pretty soon thereafter, um, her son was diagnosed with a cancer, and so just to, just to work for us and take care of him really consumed so much of her time in life. And she saw the testimonials coming in and she saw the women's lives being blessed by the academy, but she didn't really make the time at first to work on that herself. And then she started doing a little more and doing a little more, but she had the same response that so many people do. And I, again, if you're not in the academy, I would love for you to be but even if it's not our academy, I would love for you to evaluate your own call to adventure, what God is asking, what next step God is asking you to stay to take and to be willing to step over that threshold to stop refusing the call and accept it so that you can get the assistance that you need and be off to your own reward and your own resurrection. But anyway, Stephanie, you know, kind of had the same response to the academy that some people do like, oh, yeah, I get that drama cycle, you know whatever the case might be, you know, true statements. Yeah, okay, yeah, I got that. I don't really need the academy. She kind of, not in an arrogant way, she's a very humble, teachable woman, but kind of like, she doesn't really, I mean, she's not dramatic. She's really a joy to work with and she's really sweet and lots of fun. And so, yeah, I could see how she would be thinking, oh, that's not really a thing for me. So then she gets in the academy and she starts spending more time. And just this last week, the reward, you know, one short-term payoff came for her where she finished one of the readings and it totally changed her view of herself. And for the first time, she's thinking, wow, I really am the creator of my life and I really can do this thing that I really want to do. And what I, the way that I am a victim is that I allow myself to get pushed up in a corner and then I act, right? And I've done that too. And so... She's really having this transformative experience with the Academy because she's pushing through that hero's journey. She's taking those next steps. She's willing to face the hard things she might have to face in a pursuit of something greater than that. So if you're stuck in your hero's journey, I would just encourage you to evaluate why you're saying no. What doubts and fears are you listening to? And what do you have to gain? You know, sit with yourself, journal a little bit about if I were to do this thing I'm feeling called to, what would some of the rewards look like? What could be gained for myself in doing this journey? And then look clearly at who you can become and what reward and what kind of payoff there might be for you and let that motivate you to step into the dark and accept the assistance that comes and go through that hero's journey for that big, huge payoff, that, that mission, that journey that really truly makes you the hero of your own story. You can look back on your life and be proud of the choices that you've made and be proud of the person that you've become and proud of the influence that you've had on others. 
Thank you so much for joining me today. If you haven't gone over, like I mentioned at the beginning, and joined our email list and gotten a, a chapter of my book, head on over there to the missiondrivenmom.com. If you don't belong to our Facebook group, we would love to meet you at the Mission Driven Mom Mastermind Facebook group. We do some Facebook Lives in there. You'll hear from some of our students. If sometimes we offer special promotions there, do a lot of Q&A, sharing out things that we hope will inspire you and you can interact with us, get to know us, who we are, what we do, and we would love to meet you, have us join us and have you join us and introduce yourself and all those wonderful things. I hope you have a marvelous day and I will see you next time.